Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 27. Isaiah 40. Verse 27. It says, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel? My way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk. And not faint. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for your spirit today, Lord, and for what we feel today in our heart. Thankful, Lord, for your love and your mercy and your grace and for always being there for us to call on your name, to lean on, to trust in. Lord, we pray that you'll be with us, be with this message, Lord, today, that it'll stir our hearts and minds, that we'll receive it gladly, Lord, that can be an encouragement. Uh, for us, Lord, we know in this life that trouble comes, difficulties are here, but we know, Heavenly Father, that you're greater than any problem, you're greater than any challenge, you're greater than anything that we face in this life, Lord, you can conquer all. And Lord, we thank you, dear God, for that love that you share to us, Lord. We just love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray, and amen. The thought today is keep building. Keep building. Have you ever found yourself weary? Hmm. Weary is this. It's tired, fatigued, discontented. You ever find yourself that way physically? Just physically worn out, tired, loss of strength, or emotionally? Emotionally, sometimes we can feel so drained. From the things that we go through in this life. Uncertainty. Spiritually. I think spiritually we can become weary sometimes. Our spirit within us can become heavy. Once again, it's because of this world. It's not because of God's spirit. God's spirit's the same. And he offers that strength and that guidance and that comfort and that peace and that help all the time. But sometimes things in this world, it can drain us, it can fatigue us physically, emotionally, spiritually. A combination of all those things sometimes. So I'm sure we've all felt that weariness at some time in our life. The word we read there uh, for weary, the Hebrew word is yaga. And there's, it's reasonable to look up that definition to see it that it's exhausted. It even means to faint. That word weary here means we can even get to the point of fainting. And the scripture, the scriptures refer to kings in here at times of becoming weary. Some of the most powerful people in the world at times have become weary and exhausted and tired. Leaders of nations that we read in here have become weary. 
At times, the entire Israel nation was deemed to be weary, tired, fatigued. We see individuals in here. Rebecca, at one time, it said, became weary. We see David, the great king. Multiple times, it says, he became weary. We read about Job, the one that was a perfect and upright man in the eyes of God. It said, because of what he went through, he became weary. So there's no question if all those folks and many others that the Scripture refers to as becoming weary, there's no question at times in our life we'll become weary as well. Amen. Here's the good thing. And I read it there. God does not become weary. God does not fatigue. God does not tire out. God does not give up. God does not just walk away. God doesn't just lay down. God is there for us every step of the way in this world to give us strength, to help us in times of need. We may become weary in this life, but God does not. Praise the Lord. I want to use an example out of the Scriptures today of, uh, about to keep building. And the example that I want to use, and I want you to put yourself in this man's shoes for just a little bit. And ask yourself, wonder if he became weary at some point. And that is Noah. God had a plan for Noah. A plan for mankind. But Noah was a part of this great plan that he had devised. Now the Bible doesn't explicitly say exactly how many years it took to build the ark. Now some will refer to uh, Genesis 6-3 where it says 120 years. It talked about the length of mankind's life. And some will refer to that and say, well, he must be saying that it took Noah 120 years to build. But it doesn't say that in the Scripture. It doesn't say exactly. And we're not going to go through that, but, but you can start as you look at the kids' ages and start figuring out timelines. Now this is a, a big kind of difference here. But it's probably anywhere from 25 to possibly 70 years that it may have taken Noah to build the ark. Point is this. It took him a long time. It took Noah a long time to build the ark. And we want to kind of step through the, the beginning of that and, and toward the end of it. Because I think we can apply it to our own life. Here Noah is faced with a job that's going to take decades to complete. Over if you want to follow me, I'm going to be in Genesis 6 for just a little bit. Noah is our example and putting ourselves maybe in his shoes just a little bit. Noah, we're going to talk about here. Genesis 6. Genesis 6. Now I've written down several things here uh, that uh, when you go to build something, kind of uh, the pattern a little bit, there's a lot of steps and we'll leave a lot of those things out. But just think about it this way for a little bit. Noah, and we, we know God's part of this plan. But when you go to build something, uh, really the first thing you need is an architect. You need an architect and God is that architect. The, the second thing you're going to need, you're going to need a builder. You're going to have to choose a builder 
to go and build and put this architect, this plan that you put in place, this blueprint that's been designed. You need a builder to start putting all those things together. And we see this in Genesis 6, 13 and 14. We see both of those, the architect and the builder. It says in verse 13, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. We see here that there's the architect, God, and he said, okay, I need you to go build this thing for me. Now lay out the steps of what you need to do to build it. But here's the design, here's the blueprint, here's the plan. And he chose Noah as the builder. And there was a purpose that he chose Noah. He saw wickedness in all of mankind, but he saw something different in the heart of Noah. And God chose him. We're all builders. We are to be builders in the kingdom of God. And I'll get to that Lord willing in a moment. God's the architect of a plan, a design of every one of our lives. Things that happen, people we come in contact with. It's not by coincidence, it's by, by God's design. He's the architect. But He's chose you to be a builder. It says in John 15, 16, Jesus said this, said, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. God's the architect. And then he went out and he said, I've got this plan. I've designed this plan. Now I need the builders of that plan. Now I need people to put this together. He said, there's a kingdom of God. And you're going to be a part of it. I need you to help build that kingdom. And if you're a child of God today, He chose you to be a builder of that kingdom. Mm, how special is that? That's what Jesus was saying. He said, you just come up to me skipping and hopping one day and say, I think I'll follow you. Jesus said, I drew you. I called you by the Spirit of God. And maybe... Here today, God still is calling people. God still wants you to be a part of the kingdom. And He's still calling. So I mentioned that design, that plan. So you, He puts together a blueprint. Which is a plan designed to carry out whatever that architect has in his mind as he puts it down on paper. But it's a, it's a plan designed in this case, by God. In verse 15 and 16, it says this. It says, And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in the cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. God's the architect. Noah, I want you to be the builder. Here's the blueprint of how, what you're going to build. Next thing you do is a preparation stage. You begin gathering the tools together, right? 
gathering. You know, it doesn't say this in here. And I, I obviously, I don't know exactly what carried out, but they had craftsmen back in those days too. People that specialized in certain things. Wood, steel, making things, whatever it may be. Noah probably drafted in a lot of other people to help build this that obviously weren't believers in what Noah was doing. I think God can use anybody in this world to get to any other person. I've heard stories of how things have happened in this world. But God wants you to be the builder in His kingdom. And that's something special. And now we see that Noah's got to get everything together. And he's leaning on God and he's looking to Him and His design, His plan that He's created here. This great ark that's got to be built. Noah, the builder of it, the leader of it. And today is no different for us. For us to prepare to go out in the world, for us to be, be prepared to help build the kingdom of God. You see, we've got resources. We've got tools in the tool belt. First off, we've got the Spirit of God to help us. If you're a child of Him, He said, I'll put your, my Holy Spirit within you. And it gives that utterance to us. It helps us to pray. It helps us to call on Him. It gives us lead in His life to guide our paths, to light the way. We have the Word of God. We have God's Word that we can look to for Him to give us direction, for Him to give us help, for Him to give us comfort, for, us, for Him to convict us of something we're doing in our own life. But the Word of God is a tool and a resource that we should have all the time with us. It even compares it to a sword. Listen, it's the offense and the defense that we need. It's everything that we need to call and to lean on Him to get us through this life. We have the prayer of God. I said earlier, prayer is really, it's about us. And it's about us leaning on somebody greater than us. And that's God, the great Creator. We have brothers and sisters in Christ to lean on one another. And we've seen people do that over the years and ask them for prayer for somebody else or ask them for help or have a need or whatever it may be. But we should have one another in this same kingdom that we can lean on each other to help each other along. Every once in a while, we got to be reminded this is not our eternal state, but we're going to some place better one of these days. We have brothers and sisters of Christ that should remind us of those things. We have tools. We have resources ourselves. God didn't put us out there to be the builder of the kingdom of God and just leave us alone and say good luck and, and I hope you do okay. But He surrounded us with people, with His Word, and put His Spirit within us. Then, the next thing you do, you actually begin the work. You actually begin the work on that design, that plan, that purpose that God has placed before you. For Noah, to build an ark. He knows he's the builder. Now he's gathered all his tools and everything he needs to start putting this ark together. Now this looks nothing like what the ark would look like or some sort of board that would be used or a log. But think about this. Think about, all right, it's time to start working, start building. Okay? And, and then uh, I'll leave this up there so you can see it. And then, you know, Noah puts down that first, he, he used out the first law and puts it in place. You ever wonder what Noah thought at that time? Put that 
in there and okay, he wants it. He how long does he want? He wants it 450 feet long. He wants it a football field and a half of a football field long. You ever stand in the end zone and look down and say, well, it's a long way down there. If you play football and you run it back and forth, it's a long way down there back. One and a half football fields. And Noah was looking at that first log they laid down there. It was 450 feet long. It's 75 feet wide. Uh, he wants it four and a half stories, if you will, or four or five stories high, 45 feet. It's a little bit of work today. That's a little bit of work today. You know, whenever you start building something, you start with digging the first hole, pouring the concrete, laying the first block, whatever it may be. And with Noah, I would imagine it was laying the first log. And Noah maybe started thinking, this is going to take a while. <laughs> it's like when I do a little project, Don says, I know it's going to take you a while. <laughs> it's just the way it is. You probably thought, it's going to take a while. But he starts building. He begins building. And he starts, he starts getting the, the log after log after log together. And, and, and the next step in this in building is you, you build some more. And he starts building some more. And he builds some more. And day after day after day goes by. Month after month and year after year goes by. And guess what? Noah is still This is about the time, probably in our life too, that we get a little fatigued. We get a little weary. The work slows down. We get a little frustrated. Because things have happened. And now it's slowed my progress down. Maybe Noah at some point thought, what's the use? Can't get anybody to listen to me. I'm trying to tell them what's happening here and they won't listen. Maybe five, ten years goes by with the building of the ark and he looks at it and it's still got so much work left to do. I'm tired. But here's what we know from that story for sure. Noah kept building. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
And maybe you're at that point you think, well, I just need to stop for a while. But I think the Word of God, the Word of God talks about, don't talk about stopping. Now, one place it says, stand still and see the salvation of God. At times, God wants us to stop for a second just to, so He can show you His plan. Yeah, right. And how many times the Word of God talks about getting up and walking yeah. and running? <laughs> Even Paul said he run the race. There's action. Think God wants us to keep building, keep building the kingdom of God. There's no place to stop. There's no place to quit. There's no place to give up. Man. You build and you build and you build some more. Over in 2 Corinthians, Paul said this. He said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. When we're tired, when we are weak, when we are weary, we can lean and call on God and his grace is sufficient. Galatians 6, Paul said, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. He said, don't give up. There's something coming one of these days. we got a reward coming one of these days that we don't deserve, but God, because of His love, He wants to give it to those that have trusted on Jesus Christ as Savior. You continue to build because God then gives you strength. When the time and the point you was ready to give up, God's given you strength. In Genesis 6.22, it says, Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. He kept building. And he finally get to the point that you complete that project. It's been built. Noah got to that point. And what did he do in, in, in chapter 9, verse 1? After everything that had taken place, it said, uh, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. Once that project was completed, the rains come, the flood come, then those eight people, Noah's family, came off the boat and God blessed them, he said. You see, there's blessings waiting for us. I talked about Noah, maybe at different times. Maybe he's ready to give up. Maybe he's ready to quit. Maybe he's tired. Maybe he's whatever. But I bet he had a lot of blessings along the way too. In this life, it may be difficult, but God still sends blessings our way. And he says the best is yet to come. I mean, at times, aren't we a little bit like Noah? God gives us a plan. He's designed. He's given us the design of our life. We begin the work. We call on His name. We trust in Him. We're part of the kingdom of God. And we begin the work. But somewhere along the way, we just get frustrated. Somewhere along the way, we just get tired. Somewhere along the way, we just ready to maybe give up. I said we're building the kingdom of God. Multiple scriptures in the Word talks about the kingdom. Jesus said this in Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That's the first thing you do. Seek out the kingdom. Jesus said this in Matthew 16, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. 
There's a work. God's created a design. He's called you as a builder. And the builder is the kingdom of God. And praise the Lord. He's got a purpose for us. He's got a work for us. Jesus said this back in Matthew 6, 9 and 10. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What's next? Thy kingdom come. Jesus said, this is so important. Jesus said, I want you to pray after this or in this manner. And just a few words in, he says, pray thy kingdom come. I believe we're a builder. If you're a child of God today, I believe you're a builder in the kingdom of God. God's given a design in your life. He has a purpose and a plan for you. And he wants you to go out and to build it. He wants you to go out and work it. He doesn't want you to stop. He wants you to keep building. Joanne shared with me the other day, maybe share with others. When before Roy was intubated, that he had witnessed to multiple people. God's ways are higher than our ways. Joanne, I would never wish Roy or anybody to go through what he's went through. God's way is higher. And He knew there was at least three people or four people or five people that needed witness to or that needed encouraged. And God wanted to use a builder. And the builder He chose was Roy. Now, I'm not saying He's done with Roy by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. I'm just saying there's times in our life we don't comprehend and understand everything but God has a design and a plan we're a builder in the kingdom just keep building and don't give up as we get an invitation song ready there's a reason to keep going Noah didn't give up he didn't quit he accomplished what God laid out for him to do and because of that, mankind wasn't completely wiped off the earth. Because of that, we're here. Because of that, though, the Son of God came, put on a robe of flesh to die for you and me and for the world. Thank goodness that Noah kept building. In Hebrews 11, it talks about faith there. And it says, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of these things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. <laughs> I'll say again, in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Maybe you're here today. You need to lean on the architect, you need to lean on the designer, you need to lean on the creator. You need to lean on God today. Some have already done that, I believe, in this service. Maybe you need to lean on Him as well. He loves you today. He'll help you. He'll strengthen you. He'll be a friend to you. Maybe you're here and you're not part of the kingdom. You've not accepted Christ. What a great time it is to come into the kingdom of God. His return is getting closer and closer and closer. You need to be ready for that return. Let's stand. If you can stand, we'll sing a song.